Welcome to the Web3 Delight Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Harris. You can find me anywhere on social media as Podmaster Jay. We're gearing up for an exciting one-day conference in Lagos, Nigeria, where we'll bring together Web3 startups, developers, researchers, investors, marketers, all under one roof, both physically and virtually. And we're not just talking about the tech either, because Web3 is really a social movement towards transparency, inclusiveness, and ownership. But, (laughs) as usual, I'm getting carried away. I have some great guests lined up for you here, each of which is going to be speaking at the Web3 Delight Conference. So, I decided to sit down with them and give you, the listener, a bit of a sneak peek into what they'll be sharing at the event. In this episode, we're chatting with an experienced tech entrepreneur with deep knowledge of how to build fully digitized business models, Sander Anderson. Sander is an NFT convert who's passionate about wellness and the metaverse. So let's jump right into our conversation with Sander. Yeah, so I started a company back in 2016, which is called Entire Body, which do uh, digital exercise and nutrition coaching. It was built on a gig economy um, concept. And that's also why when I read more about Web3 and what we do more about today, uh, onboarding corporate clients into the metaverse, it's because I see the potential for using DAOs and NFTs to actually collaborate instead of competing and create networks instead of companies. Get you. Okay. I, I, I'm with you on, on all of those fronts. <laughs> but to, tell me, so I'm interested in knowing, uh, sounds like you started this in the digital space, but not necessarily with the intention of it being Web3. How, how did you get into Web3? So, um, again, we, we started um, with like a, a gig economy and concept, but I saw so many things that was very hard to, to do in a, like a traditional Web2 world. For example, if you start a company, it's very hard to like just give ownership or give something to the people that contribute the most because it's so much things you have to do, the formal stuff. And when I read about the Web3, uh, space especially nfts the nfts was what's triggered me the most um and then DAOs. i saw a potential where we can build um networks of people that works towards the same goal and yeah that's when i realized that is possible uh i, I had to jump right in i got you what was there like a a moment in time was there something that that just sparked the the this whole creation process yeah so um the october 2021 um, mm-hmm. um someone reached out to me and asked me about uh, building a decentralized venture fund with the nft technology and of course the the digital art as as the branding of it which i think was very very cool um so we uh, started that failed uh, quite hard because that was like we, we spent way too much time on on um, the art instead of building a community and it takes yeah we transitioned from web now from um, uh, 2d to 3d art which t- took 
way too long uh, time. And yeah, we focused on the wrong things and we also learned a lot. Uh, but yeah, that was the moment when I uh, go, did go uh, full time. And that was also the the background on how I, I have this business model we have at Bees in Hive today, which is to onboard corporate uh, corporate clients into the metaverse. Yeah, you and I can probably have a podcast for an entire day and a half about what goes wrong in, in the startup environment, right? Um but we, we, we don't have a day and a half. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> and anyone listening, don't worry, we're not going that long. Okay. <laughs> uh, but so the, the, the next question I have to you then, so it sounds like you're really passionate about what's happening in this space and Web3s, NFTs, and DAOs, as you said. What So what does Web3 mean to you uh, generally? Um, I, I will keep this answer uh, short. <laughs> uh, and that's... Uh, Ownership and equal opportunities uh, for everyone with access to internet. Ownership and equal opportunities for everyone with access to the internet. Oh, okay. So a couple of things in there, right? So I, I like the ownership word. I, I've been hearing it a lot. We talk about Web Web 3 being the difference between Web 2 and Web 3 being that, that aspect of ownership. When you say ownership, what do you mean exactly? Give me an example. I think... Uh... We have been used to doing things on internet uh, where we think we own things, mm-hmm. but we actually only rent it. Um, let's take a Facebook page, for example. You build your whole business strategy. You spend a lot of time on content. And then Facebook eventually uh, says, okay, you know what? I, I, I want to change the algorithm now. So you don't own you just rent it and you have to do everything based on what they want you to do. It's not real digital ownership. And and you have that more and more uh, in the art and art and music industry as well, where people have sold their life creation to someone just because they didn't have the distribution. Uh, Web3 will definitely change that. And that's what I mean like taking back ownership to what you think you own, but you actually just rent. Mm, I, I understand that very, very much. Uh, and I, I get it from the sense of the the, the musician or the, the artist who, you know, who has to re- rely on these entities like Spotify or Apple Music or, or you know, the music publishers to help them to get their music out because they feel like it's it's so difficult to get their music in front of the people who will actually enjoy the, the their work and so so tell me like we, we, let's keep talking about that because i think there are people who are listening who are like wait how how, how does that happen um wh- what exactly does web3 do to help a, a musician or artist really own their music I think, first of all, I think uh, the most important thing Web3 do is a shift in mindset of how we, how we are, how we can create. Like people are uh, investing into ecosystems that we can co-own together instead Mm -hmm. of having one centralized company. Uh, with one centralized VC or many centralized VC funds that funds this. So we can do like crowdfunding and like retail investment 
is a trend that is increasing every mm-hmm. year. So people want to invest, people want to like take ownership in, in what they care about. And I think Web3 is bringing the mindset to the people on how we want ownership and and like yeah maybe also it's not what the what i'm most passionate about but i also think it can bring the wealth gap a bit closer and get a more equal uh world i get you so it's sort of happening on two fronts you've got this ability from the standpoint of the artist to to want to own their data and not just sort of give, have to give that stuff away but then on the standpoint of the consumer, consumers are being educated in a sort of way where they're not just paying for products anymore. They're investing in brands and they now have this knowledge and understanding that if I put in money upfront and early, that there are opportunities for me on the back end. And so you bring both of those things together and it creates something new and interesting. I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, Tom, I've, I've sidetracked us long enough. You, you've shared a bunch of information. I, I want to know, what are you going to be talking to us about at, at Web3 Delight? So, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about um, how, like, the art and music um, ownership will, will change. Um, and, yeah, we have already touched upon it. I, okay. I, I think... Um, yeah, we, as I said, Web Web Three will change how we, first of all, own art and music, mm-hmm. um, because we can now like pay our favorite artists to, um, uh, in the beginning of their career, um, and actually be part of the journey. And that hasn't been possible before because no one had really invested in the distribution channel uh, other than centralized uh, companies that wants that company to be centralized. And that has already changed. We have seen that with um, profile picture NFTs, especially which has been a very, very cool social innovation where people, digital, um, or people that identify themselves as a, digital person can yeah. now use their nft as their profile picture and the artist can of course get royalties for every every secondary sale so so they have given their uh, art away but they also keep the stream of revenue without any third party uh, involved nice well that that's a whole different conversation right about identifying yourself as a digital person I think uh, in, in the years to come, that, that will be an interesting conversation to see how, how it unfolds. And it's already starting to unfold. You, you, you see it when you go to social media and you see the PFPs, but there, there's lots more to do to sort of make that um, whole and acceptable um, for, for us as, as a lifestyle, right? But let, let me start wrapping this up because when we started the conversation, there was something else that you said that I wanted to, to sort of grab hold of. Um, in terms of, you know, what Web3 means to you. And the very last word that you used was internet. And when I think of the internet, you know, a lot of people sort of think of it in its static form, the way that it is today and the way that it works. But recognizing that there's been so much change that's happened in the last decade with, you know, blockchain and crypto, DeFi, NFTs, metaverse, now we're in Web3. 
you know, what do you think the future of Web3 and the future of the internet looks like? Let's say in five years, we're in 2022 now, you and I come back to this podcast in 2027. What has changed? I think uh, we will see an acceleration of what we already see in the market today. Uh, let's take music as an example. Um, musicians today are teasing their music on TikTok and make their uh, ma- make their music trendable before they uh, release their uh, song. And I think we will see more and more like digital uh, distribution. Uh, because people, especially Gen Z and younger people, are spending more than half of their day online. So in five years' time, I think we will be much more digital than we can imagine today. Uh, we, are, we want to own uh, digital uh, things, uh, digital assets, NFTs. Like For many people today, it doesn't make sense to own like a picture. Uh, or they call it the JPEG, I can just screenshot it. But they, they aren't educated enough on how the NFT can be used as an access pass or as a reward program because it's connected to your wallet and what you contribute is also what you get back. So in five years' time, I uh, think we will see a much more uh, digital life also with avatars uh, or what many people call metaverse, but I also think we will get more um AR where we actually get digital and physical stuff mixed together. Nice. It it sounds like a very fascinating world. Um especially when when we start thinking about about the metaverse. Do you have any plans for the metaverse for your company? Yeah, definitely. So, uh Bees in Hive, which is our uh company which focusing on uh the metaverse. We onboard corporate uh, clients to the metaverse uh, with our partner network. So we have a partner network of 250 employees today where we um, can provide everything from smart contract development, community building. Uh, But instead of doing it as an agency, we do it um, as a network. Bees and Hive is only business developers that do the sales, relationship building, and scoping of the project and how the business can or the corporate can enter the metaverse with uh, lower risk and higher return. Mm-hmm. And we mix them together with our partners to ensure that we get the most successful, successfully launched in the metaverse as possible for the corporate. So yeah, we are definitely active in the metaverse and it's a very, very exciting topic. It, it it does sound like it. Yeah, some of that. Sometimes some some corporate hand holding is necessary, especially as early on as we are right now. We we need them to stabilize the the market. We, sure. we can't only do it as uh, small individuals. We need mm-hmm. bigger players to to help us build a a bright future. No, absolutely. We we've seen it with institutional investors in crypto. And I think yeah. the same thing needs to happen in all other facets of this ecosystem as well. Well, I, I think if you um, judge A16Z to be a too big VC in the Web3 space, I, I personally believe uh, that person is dumb <laughs> because we need players like that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, you're 100% right. We, 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 need, we need to have different levels of players, right? There needs to be just like it is in business right now where you have 
small companies and medium companies and very large companies and each sort of doing their own thing at different levels. And that's what allows for business industries to flourish and grow. We, we need that uh, in the metaverse. We need it in crypto. We need it in NFTs. Uh, if we expect for this, this industry to, to grow and flourish as well, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Well, uh, absolutely. And I hope we can see more collaboration between the bigger companies as well. You don't sure. need to compete all the time. Oh, you're right. I, I, I love <laughs> that. That 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 might be a, a great way to to wrap this up. But Sandra, be, before I let you go, uh, you've made a lot of really great points. Um, there might be some people who are listening who are saying, "Hmm, I'd like to to follow this guy. I wonder where I can find out some information about him. Where can people find you online?" So, uh, Sandra Anderson on uh, LinkedIn is where I'm most active, but I also uh, under the name Mr. Anderson on on uh, Twitter. Okay, amazing. Sandra, it's been a pleasure having you here on the show. Thanks for sharing your knowledge and, and sharing some of your predictions with the audience. We're looking forward to seeing you again at Web3 Delight Lagos. Uh, thanks, buddy. See you soon. Thank you so much, Jay. 